0: Welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things to South. I am Logan there with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you know what? Click the link in the description. It says click here to leave a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. We'll respond to you the next week. Check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, for block content and merch. As always, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, kick it off.
1: All right. Well, um, the good is... Let's go with the bad start with the bad. The bad is
2: I had a long serving, long standing car. That car was a 2004 Honda Civic. It is the car, unless somebody can correct me, It is the car where the idea for this podcast was um, made, was birthed. We were coming home from Wilmington and uh, my roommate at the time, Ian, who I believe is now some special dude in the navy um, does something with bombs or whatever. I'm not sure, but uh, he uh, turned turned around and looked at us. Proud of him, by the way, because um, he told me he was going to do it, and then he did it. Which is pretty sweet. Um, he uh, turned around and he looked at us, and he's like, "Man, bullshit never ends with you two, or like <laughs> with, with you guys." And Dustin had had a fancy milkshake from. Um, <laughs> from, yeah. on the way out of town which is just a bad choice and uh you know seven hour car drive to get from Wellington to dc and my dog um at the time Cruz, is just panting in between again honda civic all right, Not a, not a large car. Uh, so our, there's, what, our buddy and I were sitting in the back seat and Cruz were, here.
3: was just like in my face. And then I'd be like, leave me alone. Right. Please stop with your awful breath in my face. And then he'd get in our friend's face. He was just back and forth, back and forth.
2: And Ian's in the front seat. Cause he's my roommate, I guess, or who is was a bigger guy. I don't know how it worked out. And I'm just driving. we're just driving up 40 and it's just miserable. We, we, we'd had a wonderful time. Because we came down to, to our buddy's uh, what Fourth of July Freedom Party because he just recently gotten divorced, so he referred to it as Freedom Party. <laughs> yeah. Only you know, thing about this guy when we showed up at his house, <clears throat> he had a set of weights like he was in Afghanistan out back, like he was you know like bench press whatever. They looked a little rusty, but uh, uh, he's a stand-up comic aboard some Navy ships. I mean, like this, uh, it was just a fascinating time. I lost a pair of sandals because somebody took mine and left, but there was another pair that was left outside, so I guess they decided mine were dry, this is how Wilmington works, this is just, this is just bartering in Wrightsville Beach, drunk math. they decided, they, they had left theirs out in the, in the, in the cold or whatever, and uh, it wasn't cold, it was in the middle of the summer, but they, they got wet, so they took mine and left same size, so I actually inherited a new pair of wet sandals so I was driving home <laughs> on wet rainbows that were not mine, but they were the same size. So all of this to to paint the picture of our roommate, basically, or my roommate, basically looking at the three of us who graduated from UNCW and my dog, who came from Wilmington. And uh, we all, uh, well, the two of us lived in Annapolis at the time. And uh, he basically is like, man, the, all of us lived in Maryland. And he's like, the uh, bullshit never ends with you guys. It's just like miserable and reckless constantly. And from that point on, in 2014, we were like... That's the perfect name for something. (laughs) All that to say. uh, Yeah, go go ahead.
3: And I guess the several years into it now, the bullshit has not stopped.
2: (laughs) It's the most accurate statement someone's probably ever uttered. (laughs) 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 All that to set the scene that my 2004 condescension gifted to me. From Western Massachusetts,
1: where I lived for a brief period of time, um, Almost
2: made it twenty years. almost made it twenty years. Um, when I was coming home from Colorado, my wife let me know that, hey, maybe there might be something wrong with the brakes, which is like the how you know you kind of have a badass wife because she's basically like, yeah, there might be something wrong with the brakes. I don't know. I poured some brake fluid in there, pumped it a couple of times. It's fine. Like she stopped off at a Napa auto parts, poured the brake fluid and pumped it a few times and like got the car home. And I'm like, okay, so is there something wrong with the brakes or not? You know? (laughs) So I'm, so I'm driving the dog to the vet and, uh, the new dog, the new puppy to the vet. And, um, I'm like, yeah, the brakes suck. So, uh, so we end up taking the car pretty much uh, take the, the dog home um after his vet appointment and sure enough take it into a trusted mechanic here in town, which I love having it's worth its weight in gold, um, to have a trusted mechanic. And anyways, long story short, everything's so corroded from it being up in Massachusetts and being constantly around the salt water here where I live and everything else. The guy basically looked at me and was like, it's 19 and eight months, 19 years and eight months old. Like how much money do you want to put into this thing? So that's my bad. My bad is the car almost made it 20 years. I almost had those historic plates. That would have been awesome. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> it also means in Maryland, you get out of all the emissions stuff. So, uh, so turning tags in today, we took care of that over the course of the week as if I didn't have enough shit to do. And uh actually made $500 off that car, $512 off that car. For those that don't know, it had an entire quarter panel missing because of an accident that me and Morgan were in.
4: So I, wait, have no what, I have no idea what you're talking
5: about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is definitely a divergence. But I, I ter- on the way home today, I've dropped my kid off. I had Elliot in the morning, which I know, you, Angley, you know, playing, okay. and they were talking about people abandoning boats. And it's like, well, if you have a if you have a boat that dies, what do you do with it? And some people called in how they just like one guy. Wanted a trailer but didn't want the boat, so he tied the boat to a tree and ripped the trailer out from underneath it and left it on the side of the road. Just stuff like that. So my question is when you when you have a car that actually like it's to the point of it's done, what do you do with it? Or what did you do with it? Uh <laughs> did you leave it on the side of the road and just take off? No, I sold it.
5: No, I sold
2: it to a guy. I had the title for it. It was clean title. And uh I I called some company up, I forget who it is. And uh, they within, I mean, that was a whole other situation. I don't want to go into all that because I'll probably get in trouble for something I say. It's about customer service on the phone and everything else. But um, um, long story short, a tow truck showed up in Annapolis and he picked it up from my, uh, from my mechanics and we just did the deal on the side of the road. He gave me a check, he cleared, he took the car, Kind of got it on the uh, to tow truck. I told him, for the record, this car is not drivable. Just like I said on the recorded phone call. And so, if you're going to give this car to somebody for some reason, the brake line doesn't work. I'm just not <laughs> responsible for this. Okay. <laughs> somebody wraps this around a tree. So, uh, yeah, that's all I did. And then I turned my tags in at uh, Maryland's finest here at the NBA. It's amazed uh, for our podcast listeners. Did not text this to you guys, because I figured I'd talk about it later. When I got out of the Jeep to walk into the NBA, um, the song that was blaring across the loudspeaker and in the NBA was 38 Specials, My Heart Needs a Second Chance, and I was like, perfect. The NBA's finally come around to my style of music. The the boomers must be dying off. They're finally getting around to the good shit, because it (laughs) used to be like, I get around, around, round, round, (laughs) round. (laughs)
5: <laughs> so
2: <laughs> what is so what do you what do you guys call the DMV?
0: It's the MVA here. NBA. What's it called like what's the acronym stand for?
2: Motor Vehicles Association. Okay. I
0: was I was curious because I had never heard that before. I, I used to call it if, the DMV.
1: The
3: reason like, that it's different uh, must be because we call the area we live the DMV, District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia. So they didn't want to get any confusion right. in the that's area right. about where you go to get your, your car license and tags and stuff. So that's why.
1: But
2: when I was originally got my license because I'm old, um, it was it used to be called the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: so what you're saying in your lifetime, the General Assembly took up a bill yes. or or Pre-branded. the... The Governor signed some order that renamed an agency.
0: That's correct. it's now, department. Department. It's now an association <laughs> <Correct>. <laughs>
5: so
1: that
2: was so that was bad. The good with the amount that I travel um and with the way that my wife's work schedule is, and also having mentioned we have a puppy, probably not the best with where we live currently for us to be a one car family, especially if I'm going to park my car either in Wilmington, which is a new discovery, which is awesome, uh, North Carolina, or in other um, locales at the airport. So we needed to go out and get another car. So we went out we got a car this week that was surprisingly simple, I must say. So my wife is the proud owner of a new Toyota, which if you're gonna buy a car, and if it's gonna last forever, kind of pretty much told her to get a Toyota. So that's my good. The best part about this, and hopefully people that at least are military friends will understand this. When we showed up to the dealership, there's a a, a guy, mind you, I'm at an Annapolis dealership. It's connected to the Navy. All I'm going to say is this guy looked like he walked off to set of SEAL team, complete with the wraparound shades around the back of his neck, the hoodie, (laughs) brand new jeans, and the white shoes that had clearly just been bought from the exchange. Um, uh, or just not born. And, uh, and so he's there with his wife, his wife's like a little too dolled up. If you know what I'm talking about, just, just, and, uh, they're looking around and stuff. They're looking at like a forerunner and some other stuff. Um, so anyways, uh, we come back later, we're test driving or whatever. We're going to go buy the car. And, uh, the guy like mentions like, yeah, I had another couple come in. They just came off the plane from Texas. It's weird. Weirdest thing. Guy came off the plane from Texas and just like bought his wife a car. And I'm like, know exactly what that situation was. <laughs> Just think it's, the connection there is. I think it's fascinating that a military guy gets off the plane <laughs> and immediately goes like, sweetie, would you, look, oh, I'm sorry about the car not working and everything. Like, let's go get you another car. And by the way, we're going to get you one that can run through pretty much anything and everything, including bullets. We're going to get you a Toyota, sweetie. It's going to be white too. <laughs> All they were looking at was white Toyotas, which I thought was pretty fun. It's, so uh, for those that don't know, if you, can, if, you can, if you can get your hands on a Toyota Hilux, that thing's going to run until about, until, basically until you die. So um, like 70 years from now. So we got a Toyota, so I'm excited about that. Uh, Logan, I think you uh, gave us a little feedback on that, so I appreciate it from owning one in the past. And then um, my ugly is very simple. Um, yet again this week, uh, maybe a little less than last week because the second time around it it hurts a little less. But um, yet again, uh, I'm, I'm I'm drinking during this podcast, and I'm very thankful for this cup. This cup which has ice, and this week it has vodka in it because I had to switch it up because clearly the gin didn't work last week. So this week I'm drinking vodka because once again, my team, as I guarantee to you, I hope y'all made some money. Um, I hope y'all made some money. Uh, hopefully, Jordan, you made. He made some money if you listen to this podcast because I knew Jordan would have bet against his own team. So hopefully uh, he, he bet against the, what was it? A 97% chance to win the game.
0: <laughs> Jordan, Jordan always bets against Carolina. Well, I'm glad he made a shot He probably won't this weekend because <laughs> they're playing Campbell. But normally if it's a kind of up in the air, uh, game, I he
5: always know. does. <laughs> hey,
4: that defense, a high, high school team, a high school team to score on that defense.
2: I will admit to America that I drank so heavily by the third quarter that I did not watch the fourth quarter because I was passed out. Because I knew what was coming. I
0: I remember sitting there about to fall asleep and looking at the score and Carolina went up by 10 and I just was like, all right, I'm going to bed. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, all right, let me see what the final score was. And then I pulled up the final score and I had to like put my glasses on because I thought that I just was misreading the screen on my phone. So You
2: guys could ask my wife later. I I told her what was going to happen and then promptly drank myself to sleep. Well, they were winning.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so similarly, I watched the first half. and I was like, "Ah, they're going to do it. They got it out of their system last week and I fell asleep on the couch. (laughs) I wake up a little while later. My wife's waking me up. Like, hey, let's go to bed. She's like, By the way, Carolina lost.
1: (laughs) She was all (laughs) excited about it. I was like, yes!
3: I that's the only thing that could salvage this day is that you told me right now, right before I went to bed, that Carolina lost. I was like, what? How how do they do that? I don't care. Let's just take the win and go home.
4: (laughs) Dustin Wynn gave his prayers. And thank you, Lord, for that beautiful win.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've always cared about Georgia (laughs) Tech. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's my good bad and the ugly <laughs> all right Morgan good bad and the
4: ugly all right I got a good bad and ugly um my good I'll I'll just pick it up right where angle left off but uh, in reverse of course um Virginia Tech had a Thursday night game at Lane Stadium against the uh college that doesn't know how to read eviction papers Um, Syracuse, and it was a, uh, it was an ass stopping, curb stopping, whatever you want to call it. Virginia Tech, you know, they used to be known for intense games on Thursday night, and they finally got it back, brought it back, and kept Syracuse rushing zero yards at the end of the game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. They,
3: uh, That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That was the craziest stat that you sent us about it. Uh, that you literally zero, not like mm-hmm. sort of zero, not close to zero, actually zero. Yeah.
4: Um, got a nine, nine sacks, which in the last two games, they've had, they now have a f- total of 15 sacks. Uh, I think they have. And I think they're the number one team in the ACC with, I think, 60 on on the season right now 60 or 61.
0: Yeah, I Russell think you're right about that. I I'd had I heard that too, Morgan, that you guys were leading the league in sacks.
4: Well, uh, you look at Bud Foster's uh, defense he had back there when he took over 95 up to when he left. He had, I think it was over 380-some sacks and, um, uh, for his teams. Like, nobody came even close to that. What do you have, four four games left? I think so. Yeah, and you got over, uh, Louisville, Boston like College. We got Louisville, Boston College, NC State, and UVA. In
2: theory, that's... I'm not jinxing you, but in theory, that's that's doable for a bowl.
4: In theory. Louisville is going to so. be our biggest test uh, this weekend because it's at Louisville and they're finally ranked for 13.
0: And it's also the battle for second place in the ACC, too.
4: For first first place to play FSU. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but for your uh, coach, for Coach Pry and his second year, right? Oh, so yeah. He, well,
4: well it well, I mean, would be, I season ends, but,
2: you
1: know. Yeah. Okay. Understood.
4: I'm not going to get too excited, but, I, but I'm pretty stoked about how they played last night. Or no, last night, last Thursday night and the week before. The defense is starting to show up. Um, so my bad is, uh, a, you know, we got a new puppy here, here in the back, you know, a couple months ago and I love him. The whole family loves him. He's a nice, fluffy, goofy, dumb looking dog. Um, but, um, oh God, dude, that damn dog is still waking me up in the middle of the night to go outside. I, uh, have become friends with you know the two thirty to three thirty a.m. time frame, as well as the uh, four fifty five a.m. That's yeah, my uh, my time time to shine right there. That dog keeps waking me up to go outside, and like people said, there's a little laying there. Like yeah, because the first thing I want to do when I get up in the morning and try and get two kids dressed, fed, and out the door is also wash your dog because he's covered in piss. <laughs> like no, I, I no thank you. So I'm um, hoping to get some sleep here one night all the way through. I don't know when that's gonna be, but I might have to go to the office air quotations and um
0: Costanza it at your desk. You might have to. <laughs> I've been,
4: um, think about I've been that i and and everything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've been praying for your sanity and sleep for a while, Morgan, oh, you, <laughs> that, that puppy. <laughs> I was just like, please, please be kind we, to Morgan.
4: We, we just got the, we just got both kids sleeping at night all the way through the night, and and my lovely, beautiful, smart, intelligent wife wanted to <laughs> play science <laughs> for a little bit. I have like science, so that's that. Uh, we'll see what happens when you add this variable to this equation. <laughs> And then you see that it's gasoline being poured on fire, and yeah. (laughs) Oh gee, I didn't see that
1: coming. (laughs) Really? (laughs) What Morgan's saying is he loves his dog, and his wife (laughs) would have had
4: to choose; it'd be the wife. (laughs) Sorry, dog. You You have to earn. You have to earn your name back. Um, your name from now on is Dog. I could be <laughs> meaner and call you a name that was used in the movie The Jerk, but I'm not going to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> then my ugly, we noticed in our backyard, our lovely purchased backyard, that uh, the people who laid down the sod were, which were the same people who built this house, um, didn't really pick up debris or anything. Before Lang said, "Saw it down." So there's, you know, pieces of cardboard, and plywood, and trash, and plastic bottles, all just sticking up out under the, the the ground. So there's nothing I can really do about it because, uh, I took control of the key, the keys, and took control of the house after saying everything looked fine. Shicey as shit, but there's nothing I can do about it. So, um. Just be miserable and reckless.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you're,
1: you're in suburbia.
4: But yeah, that's by good, bad, and the ugly.
1: <laughs> All right, Dustin, good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> well, I had a whole list of things I was going to do, um, but I'm not. Uh, I had,
3: I was going to talk about rental car experience this week. I was going to talk about That's a fun thing to talk about for K-State. I'm going to file it all away, do it another day, because the world spins and things happen. And I want to spend time just talking about Bobby Knight this week. Uh, Coach Knight, who was just a legend in college basketball,
1: um, passed away uh, just yesterday, I believe. And he... uh, he was a complicated figure, to say the least. He was a man who was like very
3: uh, prone to like anger and outbursts, but also very, you know, ex- had an expectation of discipline and togetherness and focus and, and teamwork when it came to his players. Um, he uh, he was one of the winningest coaches of all time. If you were going to do a Mount Rushmore of college basketball coaches his his face would be on it. Um I read a really good article uh that the article I sent y'all, I guess yesterday, um, had a really a lot of like fun stories about him. So rather than, you know, tick off like he did the one these amount of games and did that or whatever, <laughs> I thought I'd share some of the pieces or some of the stuff from the piece. Uh just kind of they made me chuckle, or they they sort of made sense. So, uh, I'll run through them. If y'all have any comments, feel free. But it's in the article we said that that Bob Knight once stuffed a heckling LSU fan into a garbage can. <laughs> so, which I just was like laughing hysterically um, about. Um, he hated reporters. and and referees but he really hated reporters and he was once quoted as saying all of us learn to write in the second grade most of us go on to do greater things (laughs) 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 so which i thought was pretty good uh there was a story about him in 1979 he was coaching in the pan-american games in puerto rico he apparently struck a police officer um he yes. was, they tried to get him extradited, but the charge, but it didn't happen. So the charges would drop. And then he went on to coach USA basketball and he was the head coach of the 1984 Olympic team, which was the last Olympic team that was made up entirely of college basketball players. So no professionals as we know it today. And, the, and he led them to a, a goal, um, which I thought thinks pretty
1: cool. Um, but it's just so interesting. What happened
2: in Sarriota? Right. Did it. <laughs> yeah. So the idea, what? Well, 84. I think I'm right about that. I could be wrong. Maybe it was in America. But uh, because I think 84 was in America, because the 80 was the game, games that we boycotted. I could don't don't quote me on this. America. Sure. I, I know Olympics, but not that great. The only reason I thought it was funny is because the first thought that went through my head when I read that was, wait, they actually let them leave the country, like. Way to go, Team USA. They're like, well, maybe he'll just get extradited somewhere else if we let him leave. <laughs> <laughs> but if it, was, if
1: it was in LA, then that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
3: Um, well, it was just it's these funny little moments. There was another one, uh, like the author of the story said, that the controversies would flare up. That controversies would flare up became the expectations, not the exception. One time he got into a fight in a Lubbock salad bar and some of his old friends were actually heartened that he was at least eating healthy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's actually that.
3: Oh, man. Which I, yeah, that was so good. Um, and maybe some of the less like funny stuff, but, but cool. Um, it talked about his accomplishments as a coach. It's uh, one thing that stood out to me was he only had one player ever, Isaiah Thomas, that played in an NBA All-Star game. So throughout his entire career, it, it's not to say he didn't have good players. He, he had good players. But he definitely was a guy who emphasized building a team, how a team works together. And it wasn't you know, always the most talented, although they were talented. It wasn't always the most talented team in the court, but they were a hell of a team year in and year out when he was at the helm. Um, it talked about how his relationship with his players, like he was super hard on. Um, and and the managers of the basketball team, the whole deal. But they say it's almost sort of like the military. It's like once you went, got through it, he was like your biggest advocate and always had your back. Um, it They taught, apparently he would call up, when people would be up for jobs, he would call up hiring departments and talk to them and like talk them up and help people get jobs. I mean, he was just always there for you. Um, a bunch of his student managers who worked for him throughout all, you know, all those years went on to become coaches. And I thought this was pretty cool because I didn't know this, uh, Dusty may Florida Atlantic's coach who just went to the final four was a student manager for Bobby Knight. um, Obviously, he has had a bunch of other coaches like Coach K and Chris Beard and Mike Woodson, who's currently the head coach at Indiana, um, come through his. But the fact that uh, Dusty May had that connection, I did not, I wasn't aware of. I thought that was super cool. Um, he made a lot of money doing speaking, so he didn't really care about the money he made as a coach. He, he was like at Indiana and every place. He never really like held them over a barrel for, for cash. Um, basically they didn't need it. And there was this story. They said one time, uh, one of his Texas tech seasons, they went 16 and 11 and he retired, returned his entire salary because he, it wasn't up to the standard that he wanted out of himself. So returned his entire
1: salary for the year. um, <laughs> Which was just such an interesting thing to do. Um, so just the end of the, the last couple of paragraphs of this story, uh, I thought
3: kind of summed him up pretty well. So I'll share that and then we can kind of move on. But said mostly it's talking about Coach Knight is mostly it's about building a team, building a culture, building players into something more than they ever dreamed possible. It wasn't for everyone. It wasn't for many actually. He never tried to be. He was just himself, a singular force, a true one of one. In the end, he was ne- he was an uncompromising legend who blew through college basketball and American society, offering lessons on what to do and what not, winning games, changing lives, and creating mayhem in college athletics like no one before or since or most likely ever will again. I think that's pretty fair description of the man. Um, this particular article did a good job of kind of talking about the full picture of him without being, you know, too focused on the negatives and, you know, Coach Knight will be missed. I always enjoyed listening to his commentary and sort of, and one thing that I'll always remember was the night that uh, 2010 National Championship uh, Coach Knight was doing ESPN commentary at the time. Uh, He looked like he was about to like cry. Talking about it because you could tell he was like the the proud father for like Coach K. Seeing him pass him because Coach Knight had three championships throughout his career. Coach K had three at the time, then got his fourth in 2010. Now it it, it's just this—it's a moment that has always stuck out to me that he just looked like the dad who was like happy for his son. And um, I think that side of Coach Knight doesn't always get remembered because of all of his antics and outbursts, but um, he was he was a big figure in college basketball and college athletics, and so,
1: you know, just want to take a few minutes, kind of remember that, and uh, he'll be missed. Who wrote the article? In case people want to look at it, it's. Uh, honest. I've got it. I've got the title here.
3: It's uh, Dan Wetzel wrote it for Yahoo Sports, and the title was "Coaching Legend Bob Knight." Famous for both victories and outbursts, dies at eighty three. So if you put in Yahoo Sports, Stan Wetzel and Bobby Knight, you'll you'll find it.
1: And the quote that one of our buddies always loved so much
2: from Bobby Knight that's now appropriate is uh, basically somewhere something along the lines of, of "When I die, bury me upside down, so my critics can kiss my." <laughs> I yeah
3: I did write that down I forgot to include it but it's uh it is appropriate and it would be interesting to hear if his family carries out those wishes or not
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so that leaves me I'll start with a good um NC State beat Clemson last week, <laughs> despite only having 202 yards of total offense, said this was the first time that Clemson had lost a game where they outgained the opponent in every statistical category and only gave up right around 200 yards of offense to, a, to an opposing offense. And it was the first time they lost since 1981 or two, I think. And the last team to do that was also NC State. <laughs> Funny enough, way back <laughs> when. And then that kind of gets into the slightly bad, the ACC's schedule has changed again due to the addition of the three amigos of SMU and Cal and Stanford. And so obviously the scheduling model that we had set forth last year didn't work. Uh, So some people now don't have permanent partners. Others have uh, two. Some people have three. Ours are not bad. It's Carolina Duke and Wake Forest, but uh, I'm going to miss the Clemson game more than I'm, I look forward to the Wake Forest game. That's been a very fun game for me over the last 11 seasons. And, you know, I just find it funny that the moment we beat them two out of three years, we're no longer paired up with them every year. Just saying, I'm only asking questions. <laughs> and then that brings me to my final thing, which kind of ties into the next topic. Um, and I'll save the story for the next topic. But uh, me and the guys, we hadn't done anything for Halloween. In, Quite a few years, and we um, went out as the NWO to a, a small little place in Zebulon named the Fall Line, um, and we we had a really good time. Happened to win a costume contest, you know, no big deal from a very packed place that had a lot of stiff competition, but uh, that was a lot of fun. I'll get into the story of that as we get into. Like I just said, this week was Halloween. Depending on your age, you may have been going up in the club on a Tuesday dressed in your best Halloween fit, as the kids say, or you may have been taking the little ones trick-or-treating around the neighborhood <laughs> and making sure that uh, they're, they're only taking home candy that's in wrappers. But it's Halloween weekend, <laughs> Halloween trick-or-treating. You know, just some questions for everybody because full context here, we have, I'm single, we have three married people, and two of them have kids. So Halloween's probably are a little bit different for everybody. So we kind of want to get the idea of, uh, one, what did everybody do for Halloween, or did you do anything?
4: Oh uh, yeah! I got the kids home from daycare around 5:30. We ate some dinner. Everyone uh, was already in their costumes from uh, from school. I wore mine to work, and Crystal got into her outfit, and we went up and down the block uh, a few times, and just went and rang on doorbells, and it was awesome. Birdie loved it. Had to carry, we had to carry Bridget home because her legs went out. So, what were
3: y'all's costumes?
4: So, Brody went as Spider Man. Oh, sorry. Bridget was a unicorn. Crystal was a witch. And I was, where's Waldo with an umbrella?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have the big glasses and everything?
4: What? You
1: have the big glasses and everything?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. I did.
1: Nice.
4: Had the hat and everything
0: <laughs> I hear that, all right, Dustin, the other one with kids. what did you guys do, and did you dress up?
1: No,
3: I did not dress up.
0: Uh, <laughs> Who would have seen that coming <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, I mean, I guess I can dig into this another point I'm not not trying to be Mr. Halloween or Mr. Community <laughs> social man, but uh. But in terms of what did we do, it's not just it for us it wasn't just Halloween
1: uh, our our kid like basically had three days of Halloween and four separate events. so our
3: neighborhood, our community did a thing on sat the Saturday before Halloween, and there I bet there were sixty kids at this thing, and I'm talking about like sixty kids, like ten and under um I was blown away by how many children are in the neighborhood and then so basically we they did like a they called it a parade and then they had like kids stuff set up for kids to play and do stuff after then on sunday her friend from school had a birthday party uh and we went to that so basically it was her and all her school friends dressed up in their outfits at a park like running around eating pizza and just doing what kids do but these parents knew how to throw a good party had uh coolers full of beer they were they were trying to hand out shots they were like they were just
1: they were they
3: were trying to have a big time party uh on top of you know just letting their kids celebrate their birthday um so that was on sunday and then uh then on tuesday we she had two things so you know we're we're finally getting into the home stretch here for Halloween, and on Tuesday morning we went we went and did trunk or treat at our school. So you decorate the back of your car and hand out candy to the kids, and then that evening we walked around the neighborhood and like again like <clears throat> in our neighborhood it's like three hundred like homes all here together, and it's people are out and they're outside with fire pits and tables set up and like it's like a big deal so like she just like had a huge bag of candy and like Mm -hmm. people were like take five no just yes come on it was it was good you know we somewhat kind of know some of the other kids in the neighborhood so she got to see them a little bit um, do that but basically she's still tired and from her like four event Halloween and uh, you know I would like to say I'm still tired, but I'm just always tired. So I don't know if that's probably
0: it's just being an adult at this point.
3: Yeah, that's just being an adult.
2: <laughs> being an adult in Northern Virginia with the excess. So just take five. No, seriously, the last 300 homes have also said that we, <laughs> will, we will not be able to eat through all of this by next year. Like I will get the diabetes. All right, so I, I can't eat through all of. No, just take seven. <laughs>
1: Well,
3: fortunately my <laughs> wife uh has is like the candy person at work, not like sitting around eating the candy, but has the candy jar that everybody comes to. So we basically have taken almost all the candy, put it in a bag, and she took it to work to just throw in the jar and let all the people who want diabetes at work
1: to to get it if they would like it. Eat candy all day, then go to happy. Hour. <laughs> Because there's no sugar and alcohol, right?
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right, Ryan. It's well documented that you and I are both childless. Were you up in the club on a Tuesday? No, I was at the car (laughs) dealer. I was at the car (laughs) dealer.
2: I was doing adult things. Like like buying a car. Um, I did see somebody roll up to the car dealership, and I was like, that's interesting. And it was a van They just rolled up. And I guess they're maybe from the neighborhood, and uh, I was like, they're trick or treating at the car dealership. That's fascinating. They did have a candy dish. On. I was like, this is this is a new level of a uh, man. I, I I have not clearly thought outside the box. And when uh, when I was growing up, my parents thought that pretty much eating an and later that was given to you by a stranger was pretty much a sign of you know six 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 on your forehead. So we didn't do any sort of Halloween. So I, I, Halloween is like, is the occult. Halloween. Halloween's the devil. Yeah, we we. I mean, I'm pretty sure that my mom was checking apples from giant grocery store for for razor blades 365 days a year, not just on Halloween. So <laughs> so so Halloween's pretty new to me. When I went to college, it was like, oh, girls just like things. Oh, okay, cool. I gotta like. Dress up to – to this is pretender, people. I got to dress up to, like, get attention. Oh, okay. All right. I <laughs> go as really clever things, like, I'm tired. And I would just, you know, like, wear, like, my pajama pants because they were comfortable. And people were like, what are you? And I'd be, like, tired. And they'd look at me and they'd be like, I think that guy just wants to watch college football. And I'd be like, you'd be right. You can sit down next to me. This will be a preview of our life together. And they just <laughs> – <laughs> I'm to
1: for,
3: None of that ever worked out.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go be a ballerina somewhere else, and I'd be like, "You can see, you can tiptoe your way out of here, toots."
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it really worked out. I had a girlfriend through most of college too, but uh,
4: anyways, uh, one year I just said, "Well, I remember one year went was Duff Man from Some Piece." <laughs>
1: I, there's some interesting
2: college experiences for sure. But uh, I, I'm, I'm not new to it now, but I'm relatively new to it. So that said, Halloween's not the hugest deal for me, but I understand it when it relates to the kids. So what I was doing on Tuesday, well, I happened to be buying a car because that's when the car showed up. But um, my experience on Halloween, I did get a little bit of a chance to experience it on Saturday. I also got to go do a trunk or treat experience. I think that's pretty sure that's my first time I've ever done that. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting something, but I'm pretty sure that's the first time I ever saw it. And uh, my Delaware um, family did a trunk or treat, which was like the, I'm going to screw this up. It wasn't the racing game that everybody played in college. It was I think it was just Super Mario. And I'm sorry for not knowing the difference, but I, it was not the game where they throw the bananas out the side. It was just normal Super Mario uh, thing. And they had like the, uh, the theme song. We found it. I found it on YouTube and it was just played for an hour on a loop. So you could just play it on your phone, connected to the speaker. And it has the like, Mario song going and everything like that. The funny thing about that, though, uh, my sister-in-law did a bang up job of decorating everything so they left early, they go park in the Catholic school, like around the corner where, um, you know, like the kids go to school and stuff and you circulate through the the circle. Nobody knows what trunk or treat is. Dustin kind of explained it. But like <clears throat> there's a parking lot that's like designated for like the people to like back in or I like guess pull forward in and then you get to see the trunks and people open up their trunks and you decorate the trunk and it's generally supposed to have a, have a theme. Yeah, I know. Now everybody knows that that, that 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 my nieces and and nephew and who knows how many of them I have all go to a Catholic school somewhere in the state of Delaware, um. But anyways, just right around the corner from where they live. So, good luck figuring that out, America. We had a guy who was giving us a hard time for how much personal information we put on the internet. Anyways, um, um, we uh we were sitting there and uh, it was kind of funny because they left early and so I kind of got like it was an interesting scenario where of course people are drinking a little bit cause it's, a, it's a Friday afternoon. And, and I, you know, I kind of was curious to see what this is all about, but there was one point in time where I, the uncle, especially with other parents, um, uh, who would drop their kids off. I'm watching five kids or five kids and four of them are, are like, you know, grade school and they're all playing on this playground. And one is my like 10 month old ba- like baby niece. And she's basically incapable of doing anything. And yet is a little <laughs> too to older. And I'm watching kids just like rough house. I mean like rough house on the playground. Like the one kid is like, do you want me to break my
0: leg? And I'm <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> no i
5: prefer you I didn't
2: that
0: man told me to break my leg <laughs>
2: <laughs> like all the parents are inside they're all like getting beers or like doing something else or like making rims on their there's a thing that they do where they make like cinnamon rim on the glass or something and i'm like so one of you freaking come out like i'm like banging on the glass like in hockey i'm like get out here like like i am stuck with this baby like i can't i can't do anything right now and this 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 one kid like looks at the other kid is like i'm gonna break my leg and just like jumps off the top of the playground and like he like hits the ground (laughs) and i'm like i I just there's i didn't know what else to do i just looked at him this is the most uncle thing i've ever done i looked at this little boy and i was it's not in my family and i was like get up that's all i said to him i was like just get up I didn't know if he had a broken leg. Like I didn't know what was going on. I was like, just please let this kid get up. Because to your point, Logan, he's gonna look at me and be and be like, you know, like like that man told me to jump
0: off the playground. <laughs> yeah.
2: So well, long
3: story. That that <laughs> seems to be like a, a common thing. At the birthday party, it was like this big, it was a big playground. Yeah that we were at. And like it really wasn't all walled off either. And then they were like yeah soccer games going on and all kinds of stuff happening there are a lot of people there not everybody was there for the birthday party like and so i'm like following our daughter around like making sure i know where she's at (laughs) there were definitely people who were just like i heard comments like oh i didn't see my kid in 30 minutes (laughs) 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 what (laughs) i'm like chasing emerson around the (laughs) all <laughs> around the place being like I, I think she's in the tunnel was she in the tunnel? <laughs>
2: like one, this is like one moment in time it wasn't like the whole experience but I remember just being like this is this is this is whack but that was my first Trump or Trump experience so <laughs> I will tell you one other funny story it's very, very simple we're looking my wife is helping set up the situation with her sister she looks at her sister and she goes you're gonna need more candy she looks at the amount of cars. She does a quick calculation on the amount of kids and goes, if you're giving out two pieces, you're going to need more candy. My wife's in HR. Pretty strategic. She's pretty smart. I'm not saying that her sister is My sister-in-law is About 40 minutes maybe into this situation, they run out of candy. This is a problem. This is a problem. They're about the fourth or fifth car into like the whole loop. All right? Here's how... A very deft, agile uh, sister-in-law handles the situation. She takes her kid candy, <laughs> dumps it into the bowl that she's handing out to other kids, and then says, "Like you guys can just go get some more." <laughs> so, <laughs> so now she's recycling the candy. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> like, so I ended up sidelining one of the kids and like letting him walk around and touch the stuff. And he's at that okay. age he doesn't. Uh, know what do. What's that, Morgan?
4: Nothing. Sorry, talking to a dog who's eating a kid's toy. <laughs> oh, <there. laughs> Not right. shit,
1: yeah. I just, shit. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought that was a, I that
4: took, was a I took, <laughs> Sorry, I took away his toy that, or Brody's stuffy that was in his mouth, and he got up and went and kicked Brody's train set over. She's
3: <laughs> oh, sh- defying you Morgan you gotta set the ground rules
4: <laughs> oh, oh what's that oh you're, you're cold guess what you to go play outside for a couple of hours
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what's that
1: your, your back hurts <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: alright
0: so Tuesday on actual Halloween I was sitting in this seat recording an episode of tailgate season Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but last Friday, like I said earlier in my "Good, the Bad, and the Ugly," uh, we were we went we went out to a small kind of like outskirts of Raleigh town bar called Fall Lines, pretty cool spot. Um, we all hadn't done anything in a couple years, so we were just decided to run back our favorite costume, the NWO. I was Hollywood Hogan. Uh, One of my buddies was Scott Hall, the other Kevin Nash, and the other one was Macho Man Randy Savage, all in NWO attire. We had matching shirts, had the bandanas that were appropriate for each character, so on and so forth. But this bar had probably the crowd was a good mix of like people my age, late 20s, early 30s, to people in their deep into their 30s, to some in their 40s, and a few in their 50s. So it's a good mix of ages. Well, Played well. And that age demographic played well into who we were with people knowing who we were, especially oh, yeah. the especially the people in their 30s, 40s and 50s. Well, it's like you knew your audience. <laughs> exactly. And we so we ended up having the parking spot right in front of the door. And in the, the majority of the bar is outdoors. It has like the garage doors. So it's not like an indoor bar. It's an outdoor bar. And the parking spot was right in front of the bar. We're playing the NWO theme as we park. And we get out and it. And in my head, I know it didn't look like this in real life, but in my head, it was like when they used to dust and go to the backstage cuts and the NWO was all getting out one by one out of the limos. That's what (laughs) that's what it felt like. And literally four people came up to the front and started taking photos of us. And then (laughs) from the moment we walked into the moment we left, we were the hit of the entire place had people coming up, asking us to cut promos, people telling us how they wrestling, just ain't the same, how they were big, uh, WCW, NWO. People had people come up, just taking pictures with us all night. It was pretty awesome Well, we entered into the costume contest. Right. And there was a long list of people. The winners were decided. There were three winners and the winners were decided by, um, uh, crowd reaction, whoever got the loudest applause. Well, us and everybody there thought we had first place wrapped up, right? Well, we get up there, they call everybody up and you have to stand in front of the DJ in front of everybody and everybody cheers for you. And the loudest cheers. When, when well, they call us up there and I, <laughs> me, mean one of my buddies walked up to the uh, DJ and he goes, give us the mic. And the DJ had this look of distraught on like on his <laughs> face. Like, I don't know. And I said, come on, man, just give me the mic. Then he finally relents. And he goes, all right, you have 15 seconds. And I said, that's all I need. And I, my <laughs> eight-year-old fantasy was fulfilled because I sat there and I went into full... Uh, everybody was... Uh, the other three were doing their NWO poses for each character. And I had the mi- a live microphone with a, 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 a crowd <laughs> all around me, everyone looking at me, and I immediately got into... Let me tell you something, brother. As I'm looking out here at all the NWOites out here at the Fall Line in Zebulon, North Carolina, I just want all of you to know that when you're NWO, you're NWO for life because it's just two. And then all four of us went, sweet. That everybody went nuts. Everybody went nuts. And I just was so hype about it because I was just like, that was like my eight-year-old, like wanting to cut a promo with a microphone in front of a crowd in wrestling character fantasy come to life. And we were like, after that, we were like, we got this sewed up. There also may or may not be a video of that, that I have, but, um, but we thought we had it sewed up. Well, everybody else's costumes were okay. Some of them were lame, but then there was this one couple that when they announced them, I was like, oh crap. They came as Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. The husband (laughs) was just wearing a Travis Kelsey Jersey and was just going along with his wife. Yeah. But his wife was a smoking hot blonde who wasn't lacking in either direction. Put it that way. It does not sound crass. And then when they called them out there, all the <laughs> girls started cheering for her because she was Taylor Swift. And then she started twerking and all the guys started cheering for her. And we all looked at each other and said, well, boys, we just lost first place. <laughs> we came in second and the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift couple came in first, but still a very fun evening. <laughs>
2: You lost to the Generation X crowd because they all cheered for a girl twerking as Taylor Swift.
0: (laughs) Basically.
1: (laughs) It's it's super interesting. I'm so disappointed.
3: (laughs) It's super interesting because someone a guy we work with said he made the comment, all the women in my family love Taylor Swift. (laughs) And it's sort of this universal like thing all the women in the world love Taylor Swift and then if she, and then she knew how to play through the dudes to get them to be loud so it was just like this built in advantage and then her idiot husband or whatever he was was just standing up there being like wearing uh, a jersey and this, that's
0: it <laughs> I hope this is almost over with so we can go home. Uh, he didn't want to be there in the first place he was just he talked to us for a while after that and he goes you guys should have won <laughs> <laughs> did he have the terrible pencil thin mustache no all he literally did was wear jeans and, and sneakers and threw a travis kelsey jersey on his wife went all out wearing the golf skirt and everything he just was there so he didn't get fined essentially <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> but that brings to the next question uh what was the best costume that you guys saw over halloween i'm gonna just be biased and say it was ours sorry she had an unfair built-in advantage but where i was at our costume was by far the best everybody when the crowd was coming up to us
2: all right i have a question because i'm not cool i don't know these things there is a blue inflatable thing and i couldn't tell if there was a person in there or if it was like a robot and it was just walking around and everybody thought that was super awesome is that from like a video game or a movie or something i don't know about it looked like a blue inflatable pill and everybody was super enamored with it and i didn't know if it was like some Fortnite shit that i don't know about <laughs> or like i didn't know i couldn't tell if it was a robot or not it was like three and a half feet tall and i don't know if it was a stranger things thing or uh, I, all i know is everybody thought it was super <laughs> cool
3: you're uh, just naming things that you think people are cool
2: right now <laughs> <laughs> All these kids seem to know what it was. They thought it was super cool, and I was like, "It's just a blue thing." I want to dropkick it in the face. Like that's all. <laughs> so. Yeah,
3: I don't know what you're talking about, but
1: all right. Well, you're you're probably
3: asking the wrong crowd for hip, yep. hip- advice.
2: Yep. I can't wait till someone finally leaves this a Like, I can't believe you four idiots don't know about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay.
2: We're going to be like wrong crap, bro.
5: <laughs> Anyways, that's what all the kids thought were cool.
1: Uh, all the costumes in my life were primarily Disney characters of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> so
3: I would say Princess Anna. 'Cause that's what my daughter was.
1: That was the coolest costume. Um, if I had to pick another, uh, there was a daughter
3: and there's a lady and her daughter who dressed up as Moana and the Chicken. If you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh and that was that was pretty well done. Um,
1: but yeah, you know, that's
3: I don't I'm not at um Tuesday night uh Zebulin Establishments uh, no. Where there's a girl Twerking on night. stage
0: That was Friday night That trust uh, me Whatever The age The age My age included That were at that uh, Place on Friday night Would have not been out On a Tuesday night <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah that's what I was so surprised
1: I was like how, Wow how are that many people Out on Tuesday But <laughs> So th- Those are my best costumes. <laughs>
4: Um, I didn't really see anybody dressed up in my neighborhood, adult-wise. I just saw a bunch of you know, kids dressed up. One family had who had like five kids dressed them all up as Power Rangers. That's cool.
1: Very cool. But, um, it was, wasn't a whole lot.
0: All right, well, let's get into the nitty-gritty of this then. The best candy. What is it?
1: Well what I pulled out to keep and not
3: give away to Jenny's office were Reese's cups and Kit
1: Kats. Yep, yep. Oh, Oh, that's what I that's what I kept. My wife says the same thing.
3: Smart
4: smarties too.
3: Yeah, you can I would give you the Smarties, Morgan, since you like them.
2: You put Smarties in a Coke and shake it up, and then bomb somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's throw it
5: the- <laughs> and it sprays everywhere.
3: It. <laughs> it, it's interesting though. Like certain people, you know, like my wife likes the nerds, and like I'm, I'm sort of like, ah, not if I'm going to eat that. If I'm eating sugar, I'm not eating nerds, and but she hates the. She dumdums dum-dums. And Logan and I's grandma used to have a bag full of dum-dums in our house that we used to be able to go in there as like kids growing up and getting. So I kind of got a soft spot for
2: yeah, dum so I'm the like, tiny, how do you not like a dum-dum?
0: tiny little suckers? Yeah, the little yeah, ones. You, well, I'll tell you this real quick. Dustin, I don't know if you remember, but there was a time we had, a uh, when we were living on, uh, in town in Renwick Rapids, we had that, the, the booth in the kitchen, and we yeah. had that little basket on the table. And they had like assorted dum dums in there. Well, we always kept seeing the, the stick and the paper beside the couch, behind the couch, on the floor. And everyone, especially my mother, assumed it was our youngest brother, Landon, because it would be on brand for him to eat the sucker and just leave the trash wherever it is. <laughs> Come to find out, because we caught uh, her in the act, it was our dog, Wishbone. She had, she'd jump up on uh, the booth, jump up on the table, steal the sucker pull the uh, wrapper off, eat it beside the couch or behind the couch, and then leave the trash there to incriminate Landon. (laughs) Smart dog. It was well played. I believe it went on for a long time. It did. It wasn't like a quick thing. It was like for a while. (laughs) Landon was sitting there being blamed for it. (laughs) (laughs) swearing he didn't do it.
2: That's believable that he only (laughs) eats suckers and white bread.
4: <laughs> that was the day that the that was the day that the dog went out for a long walk and never came home.
0: <laughs> well, I All would right. say that I'm definitely on Team Kit Kat. I love Kit Kats. There's probably my favorite of the candies. I do like Reese's. I love Twix too, but Kit Kat probably is my favorite.
1: So I'm not a chocolate guy.
2: So this is kind of a weird response. Um. Heath bar is probably my favorite. I like the frozen, but nobody gives away Heath Bar or Halloween. But when I was growing up, every now and again, somebody that was probably an old school person, so I probably appreciated them more than I realized at the time. Milk duds. I love milk duds. If you ever go into a movie theater and you're gonna sit down and you're gonna get some milk duds, or even like uh, and people still give away milk duds all the time. I saw a bunch of milk duds this weekend and I was thinking about it. They'll get stuck in your teeth, it's part of the on, a, like, the gumminess and the whatever.
5: And, like, I'm not a dentist, so milk nope, that's, I guess, I'm old. <laughs> guess I'm old school. What do you want me to
1: say? Somebody likes them. They're not bad.
0: One candy that I will say is slept on by kids because the wrapper doesn't look cool and they've remained pretty much boring their entire existence. But as an adult, if you try it, it's quite good, is the 100 grand something that I would yeah. always throw away or give away when I was a kid, but like now I, I would I eat
2: a hundred grand. Like they're good. Same with they're the not flavor, bad. Same with the flavored Tootsie Rolls. It's just enough sweetness to like get you through or something. Some of them are real bad, but like just the Tootsie rolls, it's it feel like the wrapper's been around since like the 20s. Like the 1920s. Yeah.
3: Potentially manufactured in the
0: 1920s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they still haven't gone out of out of date. <laughs> 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 all right well let's close it out with this are, uh, are there any like distinctly southern Halloween traditions like the the only thing that I can yeah. think of is like maybe trunk or treat but I don't that's just because I don't know if that's a southern thing or if that's an everywhere thing
1: I don't think Delaware counts the south right and they were doing it in Delaware maybe it's spread from the south I don't know yeah I don't... yeah Sorry, go ahead. I don't know if there are. I would say,
3: and this is probably common anywhere. So people from outside the South can leave us a voicemail and tell us if it's true. But I know in small town south, they tended to do a lot of uh churches, tended to do like their Halloween, like alternative is maybe not the right word, but sort of like instead of you going around and doing the yes. people's houses you could go to church and so uh maybe that's not a south thing but i remember that being something distinct growing up
2: that's me and you're going the same route that's the only one i could think of that's why i was joking earlier about like we i never once trick or treated in my neighborhood we always had to go to the christian school i grew up in maryland it's not necessarily the south but um Yeah, we had to go. It was a a Southern school, if that makes sense, like a Southern Baptist school, and we had to go trick-or-treat. It's within, you know, a locked door, and there's only one entrance because all the weirdos out there, you know, 1989, (laughs) they're all at a (laughs) concert, okay, but like, they're not trying to get the Southern Baptist kids that are (laughs) all passing around to each other. (laughs) But yeah, it's similar. The only thing I can think of is and I know people get all uh well when you guys called her a sucker. I don't I don't know if half of our listeners know what that is. That's a southern thing. <laughs> what, you, guys, you guys mean lollipop, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, is it what is that what the rest of America calls it?
0: Apparently. Oh. Well I just laughed you well, said sucker. Everyone I'm else talking. can keep their Toboggan sleds and lollipops, I'll keep my toboggan beanie and and suckers.
1: Yeah, and their pops.
0: Yeah, pop and the
1: (laughs) the bubbler. (laughs) And when you when you order when I order a Coke next next week, they're gonna they're gonna ask me what I actually want, not bring me a coke. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah, which Pepsi product would you like, sir?
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: All right, well, you know, the link is in the description. Let us know what you did for Halloween, what was the best costume, and, you know, the big one, like I said, what's your favorite candy? We'd love to hear from you. We'll respond to you next week. All right, Morgan, throw it over to you here for this week's College Football Pick'em.
4: All right. Let's see what we got here for the record. All right, still in dead last. Far, far, far in dead last. (laughs) I'm dead last at 28 and 29. We got Ryan and Dustin tied for second at 35 and 22. And Logan is winning at 37 and 20, but not by much. So this weekend could could see a, a shift in, in first place, potentially. Well, we started off with Thursday night's picks, although I, I'm pretty sure his game's already over. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Duke.
0: Yeah, I'm going to pick Duke.
4: I'm going to go on a limb Duke and say by. they won. I'm going to pick Duke by a field goal. Can I bet like a million dollars
3: on that? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you were to get a DeLorean and go back in time, yes.
4: Gonna, <laughs> we're going
2: to say Duke won 24 <laughs> What do you think?
4: No, no, sh- no shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I haven't really drawn too long about candy and talk about stuff before the podcast.
4: Sherlock, can you tell me the score of the next game?
2: (laughs) That was your Thursday Thursday brought to you by Virginia Spiral Hams. Lock of the week, Duke wins. (laughs) Hammer it down. Yeah, Duke wins wake covers.
5: (laughs) So book it.
4: (laughs) Our next game is gonna be going to be Kansas State at Texas. Um Texas will take care of uh, business at home. You know, I always like to say, horns down. Um, Texas is going to win. Ryan?
1: I always screw this up. I can't remember if Kansas
2: State always loses at Texas or if they always beat Texas. I think it is that they always lose at Texas. They rank 23. I believe, and
0: Brett, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they have uh, they more own Oklahoma
2: than they do Texas. Yeah. I, to be fair, it's flyover country. It's hard to remember all these teams. One's purple, one's maroon. They're, it's like the soccer teams for my niece. One's purple, one's burgundy, one's orange. And there's another one that's red. And they're all very confusing. They're like the Ninja Turtles. Um, so anyways, I'm going to pick... I'll pick the purple team
1: just to go against you, Morgan. I hope you didn't come for some real analysis on the Midwest, even <laughs> though both these teams are, big, uh, uh, are ranked. Hi, Dustin. Uh, there's not enough milk in Kansas. Hook em. I don't know who you're cheering for. Hook <laughs> I think it's good. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you'll
4: you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Logan.
0: I do think Quinn Ewers is out this weekend. Not going to matter.
1: Horns up this week. Texas wins.
4: All right, we got good old Jimbo Fisher versus Lane Train, Oh Miss.
1: Um. Ryan, I'll let you start out on this
5: one.
2: First thing I noticed about this game is that it's at noon on ESPN. First of all, this seems like an injustice to the people of Oxford because they have to get up, and I know that they're up to the challenge, but they have to get up at the butt crack of dawn to get their full exposure of tailgating in. Now, I know you can tailgate after the game, but it's not very exciting if you tailgate after the game after a loss. So to get the chandeliers set up and everything, I mean, now, maybe this is me not having been there before, right? And I don't think any of us on this podcast have been there before, which is probably why we should go. Maybe we should make this part of our tailgate journey. However, have we not talked yet enough about Oxford tailgating to get some sort of a sponsorship, at least by the (laughs) dog? Juice (laughs) Kiffins, please sponsor
5: us.
2: (laughs) Anyways, um, I'm going to go Ole Miss because I think they're the better team. Texas A&M's a little a little bit hot. Um, they're like another team that's coming up called the Virginia Tech Hokies. I think that they're better maybe than the record says. Hokies are four and four. Texas A&M's five and 5 and 3 But you're going into Oxford, and I have a feeling this crowd's going to be uh, riled up because they're going to be uh, Morgan. You know this this theory: when you go out hard on a Friday night and you wake up early on a Saturday and you're 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 having a great time in the Grove. I just I think uh, I think Ole Miss is the better team here. We'll leave it at that. Keep
1: it simple. All right. But I can't stress
4: um, Ole Miss, tailgate. Let's go. Oh. Good old Jimbo Fisher and his non-ranked team and his amazing career so far at Texas A&M has taken his team to Ole Miss. I think, uh, I think Lane
1: is going to get a win here.
5: Dustin
1: game they set up the night before that's how you handle it
3: uh in terms of this game jimbo's buyout 77 million they're going to be putting that money together after this game Oh yeah, Late in
1: Crane.
2: maybe they can contact the uh old miss people or sorry
1: the uh, smu people <laughs> <laughs> they're they're kind of the same people that's the interesting part <laughs>
4: hmm. You wouldn't see how to give old Jimbo a call.
5: <laughs>
2: there was a guy at game day last week who had a sign up and it said basically something along the line of like, please fund Jimbo's buyout. And it was like a cash apps thing. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that guy's just pocketing the money.
5: <laughs> uh,
1: Logan? Howdy toddy.
4: Uh next up got a, should be a good one. Uh, Notre Dame at Clemson on noon. <laughs> I'll give you the fight in Irish.
5: <laughs> Dustin.
1: Uh, I, it'll probably won't be a it'll probably be a better game than than the voters, than the
3: AP voters tend to think, but I still pick the <laughs> Irish. Um,
1: I've been enjoying half keeping up with Dabo talking shit to the fan base, though. So,
4: um, I mean, damn! What's, what's up with all y'all's coaches? Everyone's coaches talking shit, man. At NC State's yeah. coach telling Steve Smith
5: to kiss his ass.
3: Salty Dave
4: is my favorite <laughs>
1: Dave.
3: Yeah, that Dave is fun Dave, but Dabo's not doing it because he's winning he's doing it because he's losing.
1: <laughs> oh, of course.
4: I, I'm going to say I'm, in, I'm, I'm enjoying the, uh, the decline, but that's just me. Dustin?
1: Yeah, I, I'm going with the Irish. I'm just, oh. just commenting on the other part of the, the extracurriculars, if you will. <laughs> All right,
2: Brian. I uh I also appreciate um Dava living the salt life and uh I think that's pretty fun. I think it's pretty interesting to see little old Clemson finally being little old Clemson. Um, it's a shame they're not ranked again for another another week. Um,
4: oh, I don't think they were ranked last week.
2: Yeah, it's been a few weeks and um as it's been pointed out to me multiple times about this podcast, we don't talk about Clemson that much. It's because they're pretty fucking boring. They're either not ranked or they're really boring. So uh, for that sake, go with Notre Dame. Want to know why? Because um, I'm hoping that maybe they'll, uh, they'll come over to the uh, to, to the dark side as opposed to that conference with Rutgers. I, I can understand the appeal of wanting to play Rutgers all the time. And also, quite frankly, um, I'm a big Same Hart, Hartman fan. So... Uh,
1: Keep it easy, Irish. All right, Logan.
0: The thing that people don't realize is that I believe Clemson, every loss they've had has been by one score. Like they're not a bad team. The yeah. problem is, Kate Klubnick isn't a good quarterback. That's he's been what's held them up with turnovers. That being said, Irish win.
1: I would like to point out
2: that my um, original prediction. For the beginning of this year, where I said that Clay Covenant, <laughs> same difference. Who cares about his name? He's not going to go anywhere, um, at least further in his career. Um, maybe the you know, Ottawa Stampeders or something. But uh, uh,
1: he's going to have a better year this year than Riley Leonard.
2: Because <laughs> Riley Leonard's not playing. Because he's not playing. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, no, I'm not laughing at the Duke quarterback being out. The Duke quarterback going out is basically the equivalent for the record. This is the only time besides basketball season I'll ever compare myself to Duke. If our quarterback went out, it's basically what happened to Duke. Okay, can we just talk about that for a second? Like like Duke losing their quarterback this season is why they are in the slide that they are in, period, end of story. So I just would like to put that on the record, Riley Leonard, pretty decent quarterback. Yeah. A quad deck? Uh, uh, okay. It
3: it would. Uh, what's interesting about it because we're we're technically talking about Notre Dame at the minute. If if they'd stopped the fourth and sixteen and not let slow ass Sam Hartman run for sixteen yards for first down, more than that actually,
1: because yeah. he had to drop back. Uh, Riley Leonard probably wouldn't have hurt his ankle, and who knows.
0: So, this is true. You know, <laughs> yep. I do. I do think it's worth mentioning, though, since we're wrapping up the Clemson game. DJ Uyunglele is crushing it this year on a rather good Oregon State team. Maybe DJ yeah. wasn't the problem after all. I don't know. Well, um, Oregon State was ranked
1: last year too. I think they're in the top ten by the end of the year.
0: Yeah,
3: it's that's that's completely clear. everybody who hated on him. I hear you. You know, he there's a lot going on there. I will say this in defense of, of you know Dabo, a lot of what he's saying isn't if, if you full context it isn't wrong, but he's being too salty, you know, it, it, and so it makes it easy to write clickbait articles and do Twitter captions of he said these things. He's not helping himself. I guess it's all incredible.
0: He he patented our doozy himself. Yeah. So, can we start
1: that hashtag Salt Lake? For (laughs) (laughs) God's
4: sake. All right. Next up on the CW, we got the two teams that beat UNC. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, We have Georgia Tech at (laughs) 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 UNC.
0: Morgan, or as I like to say, the team that burned what fake May built to the ground. And and to the ashes, and then uh, the other team that pissed out the remaining embers.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: all all this shit. Watch the Louisville curb curb stop Virginia Tech this weekend. But um, oh god, this game is boring.
5: That's
2: why it's on the CW.
4: (laughs) Exactly. No one cares about either home field.
5: Oh man.
2: This is the greatest team in the history of the world, Georgia Tech, versus the greatest team in the history of the interplanetary galaxy and UVA. They've both beaten a ranked team. I can't understand why there aren't more ranked teams in the ACC in the top 25. All right. I know we switched over to the CFP this week, but I fully expect the CFP to rectify this. And put immediately Georgia Tech and UVA immediately into the top 25, along with Duke and all the other teams that are trash that are in the ACC, just in the, in the, in the top 25. We, we should have at least 12 teams in the top 25 by the end of this year. I can't believe that Louisville is so low. I mean, we're just the greatest conference ever, right? The greatest conference ever. UVA, Georgia Tech. I mean, what a barn burner. This is going to be awesome. That's why it's on at 2 p.m. on CW with Chad Michael Murray announcing
1: The vodka's working out. Salt life, <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: Yeah. I was about to say, Salt,
3: Salt life has made its way up from Clemson to Annapolis.
4: So, with that said, Ryan, who are you picking?
1: Oh, I'll pick UVA all the time. Fuck Georgia
4: Tech. Damn. I guess I'm going to go with a uh, home field advantage here and go with uh, UVA.
2: It's. This is this is how terrible Georgia Tech is. The Virginia Tech fan and the guy who literally just lost to UVA are both like, we'd rather have Virginia than Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, you're not wanted. You want to talk about yeah. Syracuse? Like get a pill.
4: Yep. They they have the eviction notice too. Yeah, apparently neither one can know how to read a letter.
2: Also, the funniest part about Georgia Tech is that they think their rival's Georgia.
4: How cute. That's that's really cute. I can see that now. It's like some big, big dude walks up to a little skinny redhead kid and rubs his head. hey you go, squirt. How you doing today? Why does it got to be redhead? <laughs> it's okay. Brown hairs.
2: <laughs> as Hair
4: as a ginger, it makes <laughs> it even funnier.
2: <laughs> Would you being rivals with Georgia or thinking they are? Is the same as like Suriname, and I hope we don't have any listeners in Suriname, coming up to America and being like, yo, we're going to fuck you up at war. And I was just being like, which planet, which stadium, which place would you like to play? We're going to play every year, okay, just so we can like tune up our army against you. Neat. Georgia Tech, get away. Also, get a conference. You're no longer part of ours. Anyways, have I said enough? Yes, you have.
5: Dustin,
1: what are you thinking? Give me Georgia Tech. I'm fired up
3: now. I'm ready to be on the other side of this war.
1: He's with the Rebels. He's with the Ewoks. I heard... I don't uh, know what that means.
4: um, (laughs) I heard uh, Georgia Tech's next home game. They're going to have a face show tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs)
1: First 5,000 fans. Well, UVA feel full right at home, then. So. Logan, I know you guys
0: picked this on tailgate season.
4: What are you thinking, Logan?
0: Georgia Tech, and I say this sincerely, is the most interesting team in the ACC. They're 4-0 against ranked teams and 0-4 against unranked teams. They alternate every single week this season. Win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. This game, they're going to lose. They won last week. They're playing an unranked team on the road. UVA wins at home.
1: you send the Georgia Tech to Washington Redskins. <laughs> or whatever they're called now.
4: Washington Commodores. Um, next up, we got Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Uh, I Bedlam. I really know nothing about either one of these two teams, so I'm just going to go off a of whim and say Oklahoma wins by two touchdowns.
1: Strong, like it. Who are you picking next? Sorry, um, dog is. driving yeah. mean, crazy. I apologize, Dustin. Who are you picking? I love my Gundy. He's my. I, I, he's just the gift keeps on giving, but got to give me Brent Venomals in this one I'm a
4: man I'm 40 all right Ryan what are you thinking uh,
0: I was just like go to Logan next I want to hear I know Logan. Logan. All
4: right, Lo- Logan Logan what are you thinking
0: this is my annual because I I, know. Have, I love this game I, I watch this game every year when I have the opportunity to This is my annual pick with my heart instead of my head, because for whatever reason, I like the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I like Mike Gundy a lot. And I'm going against my better judgment here, and I'm going Cowboys. Go, Pokes. Okay. Last Bedlam matchup. Give me me the Cowboys.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, for those that don't – all right. So, the rivalry – hold on. Let me make sure I get that right. I I kind of figured you were going to do that. I pick them
0: every year, and they always disappoint me. It's like being an Oman Riley. (laughs)
4: <laughs> ryan what are you thinking
2: all right so that's why i asked him to go first because i know he's closer to it but this is a such a fun game to watch um just like historically i uh, I had a blast uh there was a halloween which is why this is topical uh i want to say it was 2008 but w- was it the crabtree game where the guy went nuts ringing the bell and everything else Like <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a blast i think it went it, people can look it up i'm i'm in my mind, it went into overtime. I don't know if that's the case, um, but I want to pick Oklahoma State for the same reason that Logan mentioned, and here's why: if it was the last like uh, rivalry game between like Duke and Carolina, or or like NC State and Carolina, or like the last Commonwealth Cup between like UVA and Virginia Tech, like I want to pick the team that's like the scrappier team. Does that make sense? So for that record, uh, my team, Carolina, I'd be very worried for our rivalries. But in Morgan's case, I would feel like the Commonwealth Cup was firmly in your grasp, right? So you, you always want to pick the scrappier team when like, it's like the last situation. And obviously, so I'm picking Oklahoma State. And the reason why I'm picking them is because it's the last bedlam, because I, I think people that have listened this far and are listening to us like, randomly pick games hopefully it's at least humorous uh oklahoma's moving to the sec so this is not going to happen for what logan years probably
0: a while because the oklahoma state uh administration basically said that in my gun via mike gundy they're not going to play them anymore
1: okay fair enough we don't need to
2: belabor the point but watch it if you want to it's 3 30 espn I trust me, people will be going. It's it's usually
0: a very high scoring, exciting game.
1: Yes.
4: Speaking of (laughs) high (laughs) scoring. All right. For for Saturday night on the ACC (gasps) network, we got Miami at NC State. Uh, Logan, what do you think feeling about your Wolfpack, man?
0: Line is four and a half. Take Miami and the points. We won't win another game the rest of the year. We got lucky last week with only two hundred and two yards of offense because of two turnovers.
2: Why is that? Quarterbacks
0: up? Yeah, K. Glubnick. He turned it over two times, and that was that cost him the game. We got fourteen points off turnovers.
5: Mm.
1: One by seven. Oh shoot! It's all about um, the you?
4: <laughs> Dustin, what are you thinking?
1: I mean, APM
3: at home, NC State. Don't, don't, don't you think that means something?
0: ACC Network, the huddle's in town. Shout out Kelsey Riggs <laughs> <laughs> and her her dumb tennis shoes. Whoa! Um,
1: oh. Hey, it's not my her. opinion. I'm I'm expressing others' opinions. Uh. Yeah,
3: I I'd be I'm concerned about NC State's offense. I'm just making the point that
1: it is a home game, 8 p.m. night game. Come on, give me a U. Well, as I,
4: as I know, Dustin likes to say the U is back. Um, it's all about the U, but I'm sorry, the U is not back, and definitely won't be back on this Saturday. At NC State, I think NC State squeaks away with a win.
1: Angle.
2: I, uh... I have tried my best to back Miami this year. I think that they're solid. I think that they're...
1: They might... They probably
2: should be getting the same press that my, uh, sorry, that Virginia Tech's getting, and they're not getting it. And uh, regardless of whether or not it's Virginia Tech or Miami or whoever, I think that's probably better than NC State. NC State shocked me by doing what they did against uh, Clemson last week, but maybe that's maybe we're realizing how bad Clemson sucks. So I'm taking this opportunity uh, with Miami and NC State to talk about how bad Clemson sucks. So uh, Miami, go Keith Whitley.
1: And
0: before we move on, I'd like to point out that this is the only team in the ACC that Dave Doran has not beaten in 11 seasons and the last two or three matchups state dominates the game for three and a half quarters and loses it in a close fashion at the end. Perfect.
2: Right. So we have a Mac Brown, Florida state, everybody that's listening to this podcast before Saturday, please bet the house on NC state. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> depending on where you live if you live in Northern Virginia don't bet your house that could really affect your finances (laughs) (laughs) or (laughs) it could really you could win
1: big
3: yeah I could pay this thing off let's go
4: (laughs) all right finish this off we get number 14 fake accent southern accent traveling to pissed off Bama um uh, I'm going to say that uh, old Nikki, little Nikki, is going to um, make LSU uh,
1: regret coming over.
4: Dan's going to come away for a big win. What do you think, Dustin? I've
3: been consistent all year. Nick Savin at home, maybe. Um, this is also, I believe, the final CBS
1: doubleheader. SEC on CBS doubleheader. Let me put it that way. Would you guys? Would you guys I pick you. a better?
2: I've heard AC days, but is is there a better one since two thousand three? Last twenty years. I mean, Florida hasn't held up. Florida is very interesting for a variety of years against Alabama. Is Georgia, Alabama. I mean Georgia, Alabama, we don't get that till the championship recently. But that didn't always hold up. Like what is this consistently the best? Can we say that? Or it's am I probably, leading
0: that? In terms of at least in the SEC, yeah, it definitely is.
3: I I believe I also read that in the article I mentioned earlier,
1: that they I think this is one of the
3: highest year over year on and on highest watch games like highest viewership games because it is generally an entertaining game.
2: A massive rivalry game too. You don't realize how close LSU is to Alabama and vice versa.
1: Oh, yeah. not,
2: not not Tuscaloosa but to the state line of Alabama. LSU is for those that don't know LSU is not in New Orleans. <laughs>
5: Um,
4: I meant to think it was from that wide River. What's that?
1: Nothing. Go ahead. Um, I'm I'm I'm
2: gonna be real boring. Sorry, I'm gonna take uh, Alabama, and there's one very simple reason. I think Alabama has better players, and I think they have better coaching. I still don't believe. Is is the record still the same?
1: Brian Kelly's like one and ten or something against ranked teams. I don't think he's yeah. I don't I don't think he turns it around. No. And there's no lazy river here. There's just football and Tuscaloosa.
2: <laughs> so if there's a lazy river, I could see uh Bama's players being um, you know, disengaged and maybe having like a Mac Jones type of game like he does with oh sorry, we're talking college football. <laughs>
1: Logan. I'm going to keep
0: it simple. real Tide.
4: <laughs> That's pretty simple. So I guess the other notable games we got going on this weekend is JMU at Georgia State, Coastal Carolina at ODU, Virginia Tech's traveling to Louisville, and Mizzou at Georgia.
2: The JMU game's interesting because they are undefeated, and somehow they lost their ranking last week, even though they won. <laughs>
4: Which I thought was. JMU so the and they're playing Georgia State.
2: But they were ranked 25 last week and they won, and then they lost their ranking.
4: <laughs> well, because I think there's probably some other better deserving. Nah, I'll, I'll be nice. You yeah, know, like Kansas. I mean, I mean, when your entire schedule is mainly a cupcake schedule, you know, it's. And... I'm not a. a...
1: Apologetic of GMU. Oh. I just Well, they, they were, no, <laughs> I, I was looking
3: this up because of what you were saying they're still ranked in the AP poll. They're just not
1: in the CFP. Oh, well, great. Top 25. Nobody cares. As
2: I, as I told my wife when I looked at the CFP, oh, uh, well, now we have to switch from the AP poll, which everybody cared about for the first nine weeks to this poll. <laughs> it's different. Now. And she was like, I don't understand why you care so much. And I was like, well, you're from Delaware. You wouldn't understand.
0: Here's a little little trivia uh, nugget for you. Who was the very first team ranked number one and the very first CFP poll released? Was it a Mississippi State? Mississippi State? Dak Prescott.
1: That's right. If you've asked
2: me about things in the past, that have slighted me, I will pay attention. But if you want to ask me about who Duke's quarterback is this week, I just know it's a guy named Grayson. I don't know anything else about him.
0: Who, if we're being honest, looks like the guy who lives in his mom's basement and plays Dungeons and Dragons all day.
3: <laughs> you can't look like Gardner
0: Minshew, me. I mean, you look like great value, there. Gardner Minshew.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gardner Minshew from
4: wish.com. <laughs> I just said wish.com.
5: <laughs>
2: Not a huge difference between Grant Wells and whatever the quarterback is that just suited up for uh, it, it's all set. Yeah.
4: They both look like yeah. they're your mom. Yeah, I'm going to start our- started on that shit. Had we, started, had we started drones week one, God only knows what record we have.
0: Morgan, what's your prediction this weekend? VT versus Louisville? Going to be a mirage uh-huh. of drone strikes or is Louisville going to take care of business at home?
4: Louisville's probably gonna take care of business at home. If I'm if I'm being frank. I mean it's um it's not the atmosphere. Louisville doesn't have an atmosphere at their stadium. But they're, they 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 got a really good team. That's
1: a that's a bit harsh, but all right.
4: if we're comparing I appreciate it. It's game
1: week. It's game we, week. We
4: compare, I appreciate if it team, if we're comparing a team though, uh Lane's We're not comparing it, though.
2: Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All I'll say is this. Maybe, coming soon, if we can figure it out amongst ourselves, which is 50-50 at best, we might, in the future, have for you. So, if you're like, I'm so sick of these guys, we might have for you a tourist guide to... <laughs> Football and basketball, like cities of the South. So when somebody says something like Louisville has no atmosphere, that's true because most of their fans are boneheaded and they don't really understand. I'm going to put that out there. And they don't really understand where to go. But perhaps some distinguished scholars like ourselves who've traveled a good bit, we might be able to tell you where you can go, where you can actually, you know, in Louisville, You might be able to go to the Brown Hotel. You might be able to have a hot brown if you wanted to do that. That's a Louisville staple. We can tell you where to go in Bardstown, right? That's a little bit south of Louisville. Yeah. There's a whole distillery built, right? Then on top of that, if you want to go back to the Brown Hotel and you're not hungry, guess what? Three of us, we've already been there. We can already tell you what to drink because we did it at the park.
1: We even got the Christmas to to show for it.
4: And heck, if you want to go step further and have an entertaining bartender who wants to talk trash about another basketball team, we know we can tell which bar to go to.
1: Correct. Which is hysterical. If you are in a bar in downtown Louisville, when they are playing Louisville and the, quote, kitty cats from (laughs) Lexington, that's a fun place to be.
2: So, Yeah. Maybe that's coming up yeah, I heard, if we can find uh, a way for one of us not to just do it soliloquy. I'll let yeah, you yeah,
4: figure sir. I say, I, I heard that they were big fans of the kitty cats.
2: In Louisville? <laughs> yeah. They don't like human in Louisville that's not from Louisville. And they don't like oh. anyone doing their whiskey except the way they do their uh, bourbon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned for that little teaser. But be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and click the subscribe button on your way out. Uh, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I am Logan editor with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan.
1: See you next time.